So have you ever met somebody that's just way more confident than they should be? Like, especially with developers, it's not uncommon for junior developers to think they know it all. Um, in fact, that's that's why we started HGA to begin with, was we were seeing a whole bunch of junior developers and people who, like, not to be too judgy, but we saw their skill level and they were taking on all these clients and big projects and we were watching them burn. And we're like, that yeah. was dumb. <laughs> that's. I mean, I even look at, like, nine years ago now mm -hmm. like my first contract job i should not have taken oh no like my first couple of contract jobs i'm looking at them and like that was an absolute disaster yeah mine like, was just a firestorm like it was shit yeah and so we're not trying to like berate junior developers here no. it's just it is not uncommon at all for them to try to run before they can walk and there's actually you know there's a lot to it it's more involved than just they've got an ego yeah and as you're becoming a developer you you kind of start like you kind of start you build that ego real quick <laughs> there's like right? this path that you follow and then the next step in your developer journey is usually imposter syndrome right and it hits every developer pretty early on like you feel like you're not good enough you're going to you're never going to be that real developer that you, mm -hmm. you you know you see all these just wizards you might work with them you might just see content they're posting <laughs> the dude on stack and, overflow whose picture is literally a wizard yeah like. and then it doesn't help when you're like reading through comments on stack overflow oh, yeah. or other things where people are just so critical about mm -hmm. an answer so you're like you never want to answer things because you're like scared of being torn apart it's important to know that most of the time that the criticism is how don't you know this is less of the person being criticized. It's usually like the yeah, person doing the it's, criticizing. It's like, usually not the OP. Right. Like, they have lingering imposter syndrome too. And so they want to prove themselves with, you know, the big brain. Well, energy. yeah. And a lot of times, like the comments that you're getting, it's how don't you know this about this super niche thing mm -hmm. when the person commenting, like that's all they do. Right. That is their focus. It's like you post a security question and you're just a general developer working on your first couple of apps and you get these responses of how don't you know this about this super niche kind of attack and you're opening yourself up to risk. And like they only know that because they've made mistakes and that's their niche. And they're commenting because like, they want to prove that they don't make those mistakes anymore. Right. And it's all of this is a pretty familiar path for developers. Most of them go through this. People still feel like it's just them, though. Like, I've talked to a lot of people who have imposter syndrome and who go through all this. And they're like, everyone else feels they're, they're so smart and I'm just so dumb. And like everybody is quietly saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some um, are better at hiding it than others. <laughs> right. But what's crazy is this is actually a well-established psychology thing. And I didn't know this until like a year or two ago, but it's actually a thing. Yeah. And that thing is the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it is actually a cognitive bias in which people with low ability in a particular domain highly overestimate their, <laughs> their skills and knowledge in that we domain cannot, we so, cannot like express how highly they yeah are. so this effect can have a significant impact on software engineers and we can jump into like the four major points of the dunning yeah there are curve. like four different points on the curve mm -hmm. Yeah. And these aren't the official terms for them. They're these just, are the, these are our favorite terms. <laughs> <laughs> they're our favorites that we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, 
So the first one is the peak of Mount Stupid. And <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm going to make a game called Mount Stupid. It's just... <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so like most of us have dealt with a junior developer who thinks everything's so easy and acts like they're the lord of the bits. Like I've I've dealt with juniors before who have criticized Google for Android and the words that came out of their mouth were I could have designed a better operating system in 2 days than Google developed. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like you how arrogant are you? My yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> um but inevitably they break things and the mid-level to senior de- senior level developers are the ones cleaning up the mess they're picking up the pieces and it's it's funny that normally these people are the ones who also want unfiltered access to everything like why can't i just push straight to prod yeah and with that being even said they want production access and their overconfidence (laughs) is usually what leads to a false sense of security and all they do is end up you know, um, introducing software bugs and a ton of other issues. Because of things that they haven't thought about because they don't, we'll we'll get into it more, but they don't know what they don't know. They're also typically writing some pretty crappy code, like not trying to be mean, it's just what it is. And usually it's copied and pasted from Stack Overflow. Which all those memes come from. (laughs) (laughs) We have had people that we've worked with in the past, like juniors that we brought on for internship stuff and stuff like that, who like they introduced things into the code base. And as I'm reviewing it, I'm like, this is not fantastic. And I copied and pasted what they put and I found the Stack Overflow article. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and we've all been those people. Yeah. I'm not saying I've never, I was never at the top. I've never copied and pasted from Stack Overflow. That's... (laughs) (laughs) So the peak of Mount Stupid is where people have learned just enough to get themselves in trouble and think they know everything. Yeah. This is because they don't have a full view of how complex things truly are. Yeah. They haven't seen the real Mount They're too yet. naive. <laughs> like They're too naive. <laughs> yeah. They've gotten to the top of the hill and they haven't seen the real mountain yet. And they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, this was easy. This is the easiest hike of my life. And like I said, they don't know what they don't know. Right. And so... Like with any skill, the easy parts are easy. When you're first getting into art, for example, you start learning the basic shapes. And you follow this book of, oh, well, I can make circles and I can make faces and I can make these shapes and I can draw a cat. And then you start learning about shading. And you're like, oh, this is super easy. Why is this a whole lifelong career? What's wrong with these other people? And then you get into the complex stuff and you're like, oh, that's why. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with developers. Like you you get to this point where like you make an endpoint and you think i'm a senior back end developer now i can do anything i want so i don't know if you made this point on purpose but this happened to me when i first like i started off as an ios dev uh-huh. and then i started getting my hands on the node.js express server Mm -hmm. and i made my first endpoint and i started like understanding i feel like that should be a train (sighs) no js express (laughs) (laughs) and i started making my own endpoints i was starting to design more full-on features i was like i'm on top of the world (laughs) and then i learned what a man in the middle attack was (laughs) And, and some script kitty out of holy, India was spanking you. Holy shit. And it, it, actually, I think that was the very moment 
that took me off Mount Stupid and tumbled straight into the Valley of Despair. <laughs> and I think that's when I like realized, wow, I do not know a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. That you get that daunting feeling like, holy cow, I thought I knew everything. And then you're like smacked in the face with reality. And this is true. This happens to entrepreneurs, developers, artists, everyone hits this point at some time. Yeah. And you just kind of feel like I don't belong here and I'm never going to be what I claim to be. Like early on in my career, people would ask, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a software engineer. And in the back of my head, I'm like, no, I'm not. After you're done feeling bad about yourself and you kind of get through that valley and start to kind of find your way, you start to realize that there is a path forward and you can start to climb it and get better. Unless you're Ben. I, fair. That's <laughs> facts. Ben is just stuck in the valley of despair. Even though he knows he's a smart dude. I'm not saying I, li I live in the valley of despair. The valley of despair of imposter syndrome is Ben. <laughs> um, I fell into multiple valleys of despair and I'm just kind of rolling between them. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, the next step is called the slope of enlightenment. And like that sounds like some kind of ancient monk saying. And yeah. I love it. I know. <laughs> These terms are the best terms for the this, <laughs> this curve. I think the real winner is Peak of Mount Stupid. Yes. But, I like, mean, you got to start off with the best. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you hit this slope of enlightenment, and that's where you kind of start to feel your way through and actually gain real knowledge and experience. When you're at the peak of Mount Stupid, you're just relying on, well, I read this in an article somewhere. Mm -hmm. And this is where you start to really understand the why behind things. Yeah, you're when you're at on the top of Mount Stupid, you're just doing things. Mm -hmm. And like if someone asks, well, why do you do that? Well, because that's the way you do it. Because yeah. that's the way you learn. And you actually don't know how to explain what you've done. <laughs> because that's the way it's always been done. <laughs> so yeah, on this slope of enlightenment, it's a slow slow journey like it really is we're on it yeah like, we're on it for a while you know and this is where you typically move into your mid-level roles and you start taking more responsibility and you stop copying and pasting stack overflow code okay <laughs> and you really actually start to understand how things work and mm -hmm. you actually start caring how things work and you just start to broaden your your knowledge base and understanding yeah and this is a lot like I feel like with the angry I'm actually comments, there are actually a couple of groups of people that do those. And one of them is the people sitting at the top of Mount Stupid. And they're like, In well, I chair. know this answer. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't really done anything yet. They yeah. just read this somewhere. And I've gotten comments from kids who are like, I'm a sophomore. I'm in the first semester of my sophomore year of college. And I know this. And it's like, well, I hate to break it to you, but I, I graduated college and you don't know shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> Education doesn't start till after college. <laughs> um, but anyways, you've got those people at the top of peak of Mount Stupid that are just, you know, throwing those comments out there. And then you've got the people that are working their way up the slope of enlightenment. And like, this is where those people who may come across rude, but they're well-meaning mm -hmm. are coming from is they're learning this and they've figured it out and they're commenting to help their imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, sometimes to help you and give you an explanation. It's kind of like when you're hiking up a trail that's not established. Like you don't have 
here's the practically paved dirt road. Yeah. It's, hey, we kind of found a way through and here are a couple of flags that yeah. you're going to want to look out for. Yeah, here's a here's a Karen. Yeah. Anyways, that's kind of where those people tend to come in. And it's not like the road is exactly smooth. Mm-hmm. Like there are all kinds of bumps. You're going to find pitfalls. You're going you to have your find... ups and downs and you yeah. hit imposter syndrome a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're going to be questioning yourself the whole time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so according to research of this curve, people with high levels of expertise are usually more critical of their own abilities and they underestimate their skills along this journey, right? And this can lead to imposter syndrome, like we've said a lot. And you just feel like you might not be as competent as you should be, even though you are becoming a highly skilled developer or whatever trade that you're studying. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. One of the things that has helped my imposter syndrome the most is I have a brother who went through a boot camp and became a developer and he's got like a year of experience right now and he's working. He just put his flag in (laughs) at the summit, didn't he? (laughs) He, yes, (laughs) but he's also standing at the top with binoculars and he's seeing these other people who they're like claiming they're senior engineers. There was one that he was telling me about And like they went to go talk to this potential client and the client was looking for something that would require event driven programming. Mm -hmm. And this senior engineer was asking my little brother, like, how does event driven programming work? And my brother was talking to me about it and asking me questions. And I'm like, wait, 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 this is a, this is a senior engineer who's never touched events ever. Yeah, he said he's never had to use them before. And I'm like, <laughs> that seems unlikely. Sometimes and you so get like, titles that you don't deserve. Right? And so seeing that kind of stuff, it made me feel like it wasn't the I know more than you do kind of thing. It was, yeah. well, I mean, maybe I know more than I think I do because here's the entire history of event driven program. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and like you need those things, a little boost of confidence. And then, I mean, it's probably better to underestimate your skill level than oversell. Yeah, right? for sure. And that's, well, that's the problem that people run into at the peak of Mount Stupid is they don't know what they don't know. They don't have all of this context. And so they oversell themselves and then they find out, oh crap, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you get in your first lawsuit because <laughs> you started a dev shop. So it's a rite of passage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so with all of those things, like it's a, it's a long road of building your skills and falling on your face. But finally, like that last step is something that's, again, in our version of it, is called the plateau of sustainability. And in this stage... You just stop learning completely because you're done <laughs> and you've made it. Congratulations. Like, no, <laughs> this is where you you settle into a sense of confidence and feeling like you're not just a, a complete imposter, but you still know you're never going to be done learning. Yeah. Like you're close to the confidence you had before you fell off the, the peak of Mount Stupid. So you got you might be a little cocky again. I can never say that enough. (laughs) (laughs) So you you have a sense of who you are and like kind of where you fit into things. You know where your skill set lies. You know your weaknesses, and you 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 understand what your experience has gained you. Because most most of my education has come from messing up. Mm -hmm. 
and you learn, you change and you pivot. So you come to an understanding that you don't know everything. Sometimes you get it wrong, but you've learned from those things and you accept when you're wrong. Like yeah. if someone to points out something that I did, I like everything, like any kind of criticism I get, I won't just like snap back and be like, no, you're wrong. I, I, I think about it and be like, no, you're wrong after I think about it. Oh, yeah, well, your <laughs> or, mother was a hamster and your father smelled like elderberries. Or <laughs> or you realize like, yeah, there's a better way to do it. But maybe like, yeah, you just take um, constructive criticism better and you kind of roll with things. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm going to preface this with I am not a Disney adult. Okay. I'm... He's a Disney adult. <clears throat> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> I... I mean, technically, Disney owns Star Wars now. So, like, and you have—I'm guessing that's Star Wars. Pre- yes, that would be <laughs> that would be Darth Revan, um, <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> but he's no longer canon. So, like, um, but anyways, I'm not a Disney adult. But one of my favorite movies is Meet the Robinsons because it's got. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I know it I've seen it. I can't one. remember it though. So, like, the whole premise—you've got this character. And he is an inventor. He's a very smart kid, but he's also an orphan. And he was abandoned at this orphanage. And the movie starts out with him going through an interview to get adopted. He built a peanut butter and jelly machine. And the potential parents, the 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 guy has a peanut allergy. And William is so excited about showing this off that he doesn't listen they're saying hey stop we don't eat peanut butter and his machine messes up and fires peanut butter everywhere and it shoots all over this guy he puffs up they've got like this whole dramatic EpiPen thing that takes 30 seconds and he he realizes well I I just want to find my mom and like the long and short of it it goes through his whole journey time travel that kind of stuff but it's got a very strong message about failure is okay. And like in his household in the future, because he time travels with his own son, he just doesn't know it yet. Mm. Um, in their household, like they celebrate failure every time. Like it's not a, it's okay that you failed. It's a, you failed. Yay. That's wonderful. Good for you. Congratulations. Because failure is where you actually learn. Yep. Like you don't, you don't learn from success. That's just validation of, oh, I did something right. You didn't learn anything from it. Failure is where you learn. And it's a lot of getting over this Dunning-Kruger curve is accepting that and coming to realize like, it's okay if I fuck up, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how you learn and make your way up the slope of enlightenment and find the plateau of sustainability is it's not you champion, you've battled hard. It's you messed up enough to get here. <laughs> yeah. And you've got all of these failures that you can learn from now and draw from to be an actual expert instead of the naive person you were at the top of Mount Stupid. Like it's really important for software engineers and really anybody to be aware of the Dunning-Kruger curve because you can kind of mitigate its impact. Like there are actionable things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And some of those things are things like seeking feedback from peers. It's really hard to learn if you're living in a silo 
other than, hey, I messed this thing up and I'm in a lawsuit now. Yeah, like, or you shut people down right away, right? Yeah. Everyone's not an idiot. Think about that. Like, sit back and take it. Well. Listen to it a little bit. Everyone but me is an idiot. And then, like, you want to you wanna seek professional development constantly. Like, if you're not always learning and trying to learn something new every day, mm-hmm. you're not doing anyone anything. You're not doing any good, you know? Yeah. So seek that professional development. Be open to constructive criticism. Yeah. And that's an important part is you have to be able to accept that. And a lot of people, like especially developers, they have, they let that hit their ego really hard. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a, hey, this function's written funny. I would do it this way. It's, hey, this function's written funny. Well, then I'm trash. My whole family legacy (laughs) is trash. My ancestors are trash in here. So like, instead of going down to the Valley of Despair, like Ben likes to do, wallowing around in it, step back and be like, you know what? This function is trash. And you know what's cool? From all my experience, I actually know how to clean it up and fix it. And yeah. I'm glad it was pointed out to me. Well, exactly. And it's not like we do our best work the right. whole time. No, that's like, why you do peer code reviews. Mm-hmm. That's the point of pull requests, right? Yep. Because you don't always do your best work. <laughs> like, yeah, I I have written some nasty code and that's why you want other eyes on it to be like, dude, what are you doing here? You're like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You should not be doing that. For sure. So being open to constructive criticism, you can also, one thing that people don't like to do, but it is it is really important and it does help with this is kind of niche down. Like if you look at programming and app development and product development as a whole, like it's, it's daunting. This It's this endless void of all of this crap that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. And if you niche down more and say, well, instead of trying to take on the whole thing, I'm just going to focus on this little part of it. This is where I'm going to live. And I'm going to go up this path on the path of enlightenment instead of trying to jump between all of them. Yeah. And most junior developers are guilty because they want to know everything, Mm -hmm. right? The second you realize you don't know everything, you're you're like, once you fall off Mount Stupid, now you want to learn everything and you kind of overwhelm yourself. Because the fall down hurts and you never want to hurt like that again. And so you're just like, well, I'll just learn everything. Yeah. And that's why I'm guilty of it. I wanted to learn everything. Yeah. And that's why you've got people who, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of this, but they go, well, I'm just going to learn Android development and iOS development and game development and web development and backend development and like this endless list. And like, as time has gone on, I've gone from, well, I'm going to learn all of those things to... You know, I I do know Kotlin and I know Swift and I know like all these languages and I know C Sharp. I don't want to know any of those. Yeah. Like they don't help me. Like this is the path I want to go up and they don't help me up that path. I'm much better off just cutting them off and saying, nope, don't need that. I didn't have this realization until two years ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, look, I want to be a back end engineer. Yeah. Now, all I've done in the last two and a half years is back-end development. And look how far you've come. Like, yeah. No, you know? like I think I've had my best grasp of just a niche of technologies versus just grasping and knowing a little bit about it. Yeah, everything. and that comes from, like, like I was saying, jumping between those paths. 
Yeah, like you've only hard. got so much energy. Right. And like Greg McCone does a really good job of covering this in his books of like essentialism and effortless. But if you've got like Are those are the books with the, the Yeah, circle? it's got like the circle sure. and the arrows yeah, yeah, yeah. and the diagrams. But anyways, essentialism, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's essential. It's a good book. And it's like say you have just an arbitrary I've got 10 units of effort a day. If I put one unit of effort into 10 things, then none of those move very far. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do when you want to learn everything and when you're at that stage. And that's what you were just talking about of you wanted this breadth first approach and you're just going to learn everything. And so you had a little bit of a grasp of everything. Yeah. But instead you said, you know what? F it. This is, this is the direction I want to go. And I'm going to put all 10 of my units in this direction. Yep. And and now you've got this really deep grasp of that one thing. Yeah. And now like the likelihood of like errors and issues in my work mm -hmm. have diminished or, you know, depleted significantly. And I'm not taking all of my time trying to learn everything. Yeah. I literally can focus and I have more time to do other things like spend time with loved ones, mm -hmm. um, take care of your mental health, well, get and outside. And, and that's like, the thing. Like a lot of developers complain about quality of life. And mm -hmm. it's true. If you allow yourself to be, developers will get run ragged. Yeah. Like Little it wasn't dwellers. <laughs> it wasn't until recently that it moved from like the expected time that you were going to be in this career was 10 years max. Yeah. Like that's all anybody had in them. Yeah, because you're and going ragged. There were all these jokes about, so what's going to be your post career career mm -hmm. of when you can't develop anymore? What are you going to do, go do with your life? Right. <laughs> and yeah. the reason for that is a lot of it comes from that breadth first, I'm going to learn everything. Because you brought up an interesting point of the likelihood of errors and stuff. When you're running yourself ragged, when you are spending, well, I'm going to work an eight hour day and really it's 16. Right. How much of that time is spent actually like I'm nose to the grind. I am putting stuff out. I'm writing good code. And how much of it is, I found this really weird bug with this framework and I can't figure out yeah. how the hell to fix it. Right. It's like you're just um, filler. Yeah. Filler bullshit, right? Because you probably only have three to four hours of deep yeah. work a day where like you're not coding more than that. Mm -mm. You're not doing anything that's doing anyone any benefits with yeah. more than that. Like, yes, you can be doing minute busy tasks. Like obviously you can still be contributing to projects and your employer. <laughs> if if you're like, a front end developer, sure. You can spend yeah, eight hours but moving a div to the center. Right. Like, but like you know. deep work. Yeah. You're only you're only giving somebody three to four hours. Yeah. And four hours is hard. Yep. And so everything else around that, like you said, is filler. Mm -hmm. And so the more you can niche down and the more you can put your effort towards that is my end goal, then the better off you're going to be, the less time you're going to spend on the filler. And you're actually going to grow your skills faster because you're not exhausted from right. all of the filler. And you're removing stress from your life and you might even avoid taking um, mini retirements where you like don't even want to touch a computer anymore. <laughs> I've, been, I've been there. <laughs> you're calling it mini retirements. Uh, the technical term for that is burnout. <laughs> <laughs> Burnout's so negative. <laughs> um, it, 
burnout's so negative. <laughs> I'm taking a mini retirement where I have no love for anything and I'm depressed and I don't want to touch a keyboard for years at a time. Hey, man. <laughs> like... <laughs> Hanging out in the mountains with a camera is sometimes what everyone needs. For years? <laughs> a year. <laughs> I don't think and that's, and that's not negative. <laughs> like, <I don't... laughs> Being in nature for a year is not negative. Okay, fair. But was the reason why you couldn't bring yourself to do anything other than be in nature negative? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's where I'm going with this. I'm gonna call it a mini retirement. That's a happy <laughs> term. <laughs> so the Dunning Kruger effect. Be aware of it. It can it can mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> it can it can fuck you up, right? I'm not short, I'm just vertically challenged. Exactly. <laughs> like... <laughs>